Hey, this is Sarah, and welcome to my podcast, Hearts at Rest. Today is one of our Pep Talk for Weary Mom episodes where we bring in some super smart other ladies to share with us a verse that helped them in a hard time, a prayer tip for tired moms, and offer a prayer over us. You guys are going to love today's guest. Her name is Marcy Renee, and she is wonderful. So Marcy, along with her French husband, four boys, and dog Sammy, is a global nomad. She has traveled to more than 30 countries and has lived in the U.S., France, Morocco, and Spain. She loves to travel, speak foreign languages, experience different cultures, eat ethnic foods, meet people from faraway lands, and of course, tell stories. Marcy and her husband have worked overseas among refugees and immigrants for over 20 years. She's also the author of three children's books, The Boy Who Weeps the World, The Boy of Many Colors, and Mommy, What's a Safe House? She's also written a memoir about her work in Spain among victims of human trafficking, as well as a humorous book of short stories, language and cultural bloopers, which I can so appreciate. You can find her on her website, The Cultural Story Weaver, and it's www.culturalstoryweaver.com. Okay, guys, get ready. This is going to be so great. Okay. Hey, Marcy. I'm so glad you're with us. Hi, Sarah. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yay. Okay. Let's just dive on in if you're okay with that. Sounds good. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. So the first question I have for you is to share a verse that has helped you in a hard time. We've all had that, right? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, one of our family verses is Jeremiah 29, 11, when God said, I know the plans that I have for you. They are good plans. They're not to hurt you. They're not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And this verse has meant so much to me personally, and even to us as a family, because we've kind of lived all over the world and for, you know, work and and different life experiences. My husband's from France, so that's taken us kind of around the world too, but we've had a lot of changes and a lot of plans that have not been what we anticipated, not what we would have asked for or wanted. And some have been very abrupt, even traumatic at times, especially for our little kiddos. We've got four boys And this is a verse that we have just had to cling to, especially when God's plans have not, they've not felt good. They have not looked good or seemed good. And even at times where we've questioned, you know, his goodness and his faithfulness when we're going through hard times or we're seeing our kids, you know, struggle. And so we just cling to that truth that he is good, even when things don't seem good. He is faithful, even when we're questioning his sovereignty. And is he really in control? Why would he allow these things? But we cling to that that truth that even in the hard times, he's got a plan and a purpose, and it's good for each one of us, for each one of our kids in tow (laughs) in the journey. And it's to give us all a hope and a future. There is goodness. So that's probably my life verse. and And I think one for our family that's just held us together at times. Oh, that's so good. I know, mm-hmm. especially for moms, we like plans, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I think that's so relatable for all moms, even if they're not, you know, traveling all over the world. We like plans and that's just not the way that life works. God's plans are not 
always our plans. No, they're not, but they're better. Even, you know, we can look back, even when things looked so stinky, we can look back and we can see his handprints and how he was connecting circumstances. And yeah, he's, he's, he is in control, but in the midst of it, yeah, we can really question at times his goodness, but yeah, those promises. Yeah. Well, that's a great promise to cling to. Thank you for sharing that one. Yeah. Okay, and then how about a quick prayer tip for tired? Oh moms? goodness. Okay, so I have never been good. It might just be my personality, but I've never been able to just sit and have this like set apart time, lengthy time, you know, of prayer with the Lord. And it's probably because I've had four crazy rambunctious boys like you know, bouncing off the walls. Um, so we've got four boys, they range from 23 to eight, like this crazy, you know, span. So all different seasons of life, but I have just had to walk and talk with the Lord. Like, it's just, I've just had to make it just a part of my life. So it's a lot of prayer walking. I learned very quickly that I pray with my eyes open, you know, so that's, uh, that's how I learned to pray, but a lot of prayer walking, just taking my kids out on the journey. If we're going out on a walk, let's pray and let's look and see what we can thank God for. So just incorporating God and prayer into the daily, you know, the daily life. Or one thing that someone advised this to me, and it's just a tip I've, I've kept is when I'm folding laundry, I will take, you know, each of my kids laundry and, and I'll just pray for that, you know, that boy and just, you know, clothe him in righteousness, put on that, you know, that spiritual armor on him. So just kind of incorporating prayer into just my daily life as, as a mom. I think that's a great tip and we can all relate to it's, it's tough. I only have two boys and it's it's crazy. I even have a male dog, Sarah, like there's way too much (laughs) testosterone in my house. (laughs) It's crazy. And I will just say, talk about crazy planning. Okay. I talked about Jeremiah 29, 11, but our, our youngest son was born when I was 40, a Christmas Eve gift. I always say the biggest Christmas gift that we never knew we needed. And God, you know, just put him in our lives. Just such a blessing. Can't imagine life without him, but very unexpected planning, right? Yeah. I went in, so I went into to my OBGYN and I was a geriatric pregnancy, you know, and I said, I'm old. And she said, no, actually you're not. And she said, you'd be surprised how many early 40 babies, you know, are born. She said, there's a surge of fertility in the early forties. Oh. So we didn't know that could happen, but so God, <laughs> God knows. So yeah, just because of that, I've just had to live my prayer life, I think oftentimes it's with groans and moans, like those breath prayers that are just yeah. part of, you know, motherhood. <laughs> uh, that's totally, yes, they're totally part of motherhood. And it's so great that we have the Holy Spirit to help, you know, like he intercedes for us. So yes, God knows our hearts. He does. He does. He does. That's, that's so great. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You that's know? right. That's right. And I think sometimes you know, we feel guilt as moms because we can't have, you know, that quiet time or that, you know, set apart time for prayer, but God knows our season. And I think as long as we're carrying him with us throughout our day and we put, you know, we're not putting him in the diaper bag, but this idea of he's just with (laughs) us, you know, he's with us. We're carrying him with us while we're carrying our newborn around and nursing them. He's, he's right there. He's just present. So that's that daily conversation. That's just authentic and and real 
He knows yes. where we are. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of prayer, will you say a quick prayer over our listeners? I would love to, Sarah. Oh, Father, we come to you. We come to you because honestly, as mothers, there's just nowhere else to turn. And we just confess total dependence on you for everything, for every bit of strength, every bit of love, every bit of compassion, care, everything that we need, wisdom as we parent. God, we are just so dependent on you. And so we just cling to you. Jesus, you, you are the vine. We are the branches and we just, yeah, we just come and we say, we need you. We need you desperately as mothers. So I pray for, for all of us, for Sarah and, and, and me too, as everyone who's listening, that, that you would just fill us fresh and anew with your, with your presence. I just pray that you'd envelop us with your love that when we can't we feel like we can't carry the load anymore, that we would just sense your strong arms carrying us as we carry and shepherd and parent our, our little ones. I pray blessing of blessing on our marriages, blessing on our kids, our families. Would you just keep us and bind us together as, as family units and as couples? And I just pray, Father, that you would truly strengthen us for the task you've called to us to as mothers and would your joy, Oh Lord, would your joy be our strength for each moment of every day? Father, we just trust you and depend on you and we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Mm, that was so good. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> okay. So tell us where we can find you online and what you're working on. How okay. can listeners connect with you? Okay. Well, all of our, you know, journey overseas has has taken us uh, mainly just to share just love with people. We work for an organization that works with immigrants and refugees, so that's really where where our heart is. So we've we've lived and worked in North Africa and in Europe and France and most recently in Spain. And so, especially during COVID, I've actually been writing since I was a little girl, been writing, you know, for online publications and editing and so forth, but just really sensed it was time to step out and launch my words out into the world in a new way. So I started writing children's books. I never thought I would dabble in that area, but I'm having so much fun. My four boys have inspired most of the stories, but I started looking at my kids and I thought, wow, you know. I realized just what a blessing it has been for them to grow up in other countries and cultures and, you know, learn other languages, rub shoulders with people from all around the world who are so different from them and just opening their eyes to to God's great big world. And so I thought it would be beautiful if somehow those stories could inspire other kids and other parents to want to explore the world, even if they can't jump on a plane one day, like we've been able to, but the whole world has come, you know, has come right here to, you know, even the United States or wherever, wherever listeners are at. And so I just want to encourage families and kids, especially to put on, I talk about like putting on cultural awareness glasses. It's this Mm -hmm. idea of maybe opening our eyes to to new things around us or opening our ears or our taste buds or or whatever it is just to be able to experience. So um, I wrote uh, a couple of uh, kids books. One is The Boy Who Weaves the World and then The Boy of Many Colors. So that's part of a series for kids of Pierre's world traveling adventures. So my 
the character actually looks exactly like our youngest son who has orange tiger hair and blue glasses but the character is Pierre and my other three boys are very jealous they keep saying when are you going to be the main character and I keep telling them well your all your stories are in there but I had to choose one character so Pierre is the character but uh he just goes on these traveling tales and as I'm going into schools and libraries like I can see the kids you know, even here, as I have been sharing in the United States, where I am right now, just this eagerness and like this eye-opening curiosity to the world. So that's that's really my heart, just wanting to share that. So, and then I also have a book about, uh, I know it sounds crazy for kids, but about safe houses and human trafficking. And so right now in, in some of my work among refugees and immigrants, I am working at, working with women and children who are rescued out of human trafficking. And so my youngest son, he knew every week I was going to the safe house. He, he'd heard some of the names of the women I worked with. And one day he said, mommy, what's a safe house? So he was seven at the time. And wow. I remember looking at my son thinking, okay, this is a real question. I don't want to just discount it, pretend he didn't ask a question or kind of put it under the rug. And I thought, okay, it's kind of scary. I think as parents to address this topic Mm -hmm. and we think by not talking about it, we are protecting our kids. Whereas actually by not informing them, not making them aware of situations that are right at our doorstep, even here, you know, in America, wherever we are, it's everywhere in the world. Um, we're actually hurting them by not making them aware. It needs to be done though in an age appropriate, obviously kid friendly way. So I have this conversation with my son and I, you know, just an example, he had a water bottle and I just took off the sticker off the bottom, like the price tag sticker off the bottom. And I stuck it on his back and I walked him through this whole conversation. And then I took him to the safe house with me and he got to experience that, you know, the children, there are just like him and all of the women are actually just like mommy. So, and he loves to go to the safe house with me. So I felt, I just felt this desire and this urge to turn this very true heart to heart conversation between parent and child into an educational resource, into a children's picture book. And I couldn't find anything out there on the market that allowed us to have engage in a conversation about a really difficult global topic but in a you know kid-friendly, age-appropriate way. So I just really hope that can be a resource for yeah. parents, um, you know, as they Sounds begin. amazing. Yeah, because it's right here. I mean, being in the States, I've just been shocked to hear about some of these human trafficking rings that are, you know, being, thank heavens, you know, I mean, they're going in and they're breaking them up, but it's right here at our doorstep. And so we've got to talk about it. We can't you know, just close our eyes and pretend it doesn't exist. So, so anyway, I have a couple of kids books and then books too for adults. So I can, you know, I can even share that, that uh, website. So it's the cultural story weaver and it's at www.cultural. So C U L T U R A L story S T O R Y. And then weaver W E A V E R.com. So it's just this idea of weaving cultures and weaving stories together. So that's so great. And I'll put all that in the show notes for the listeners. Oh, awesome. Okay, perfect. Thank we'll you. Get your link in there. Awesome. Well, thank awesome. you so much for sharing all of that. And Aww. oh my goodness, we just so appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah, for letting me be on here and <laughs> engage in the conversation. Thanks so much. Of course. Bye. 
Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this awesome podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you and that you got to experience a few minutes of peace and rest. And if you want to go deeper, each week I send out a kind of weekly plan that has questions and activities and defines the hard words. And it's for all my email friends. I'd love for you to join that group. Please you can, do. Yeah. You can go to www.sarah-keeling.com for more info. Take care and God bless. Bye. Bye.